properly understand what rest is and what we discover. And what I was suggesting is that we're not saved from hell. We're saved from an eternity apart from God because that's what we were created for. And in restoring that relationship through the cross, God dealt with hell and sin, etc., etc. So I was never made for hell. I was made for relationship. So that's what was saved, my relationship. And so we looked at Psalm 46.10 where it says... He says, be still and know that I'm God and I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. And what I talked about was the key to our walk with Father God is resting, 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 resting in him. And it's resting in him that we find our salvation, our relationship, the thing that we were created for, yeah? So... I want to unpack some of that and continue on that road for Father's Day. Now, if you're not a father, not a spiritual father, not a grandfather, not a great-grandfather, not a wannabe father, could be father, gonna be father, if you're none of those, you can still listen <laughs> because there's truth in it for all of us. But today, because it is Father's Day, rather than not honour the, the dads that are out there because of the minority that aren't as probably as well-meaning as God had intended, uh, we're, we're going to honour them rather than ignore, ignore them. Does that make sense? So often people don't want to talk about Mother's Day and Father's Day because of those of us that haven't had mums or dads or have had terrible mums and dads. But the truth is that a majority of mums and dads are really quite good and are doing the best that they can with what they've learnt. And so I think we need to honour them. And as we honour them, uh, we actually get better at what we do. Yeah. And so today I want to talk to the dads uh, particularly around this thought of, that a key to our walk with Father God is resting in Him. Because when we understand that if we withdraw like Jesus did, if we position ourselves, if we come before the Father, like we did to a degree, you know, somewhat through our worship this morning, when we come to that place it's, and we actually rest there, resting, I said a couple of weeks ago, is a letting go, a letting go of our grip, yeah? And so when we come and rest, when we come and let go of our grip, it's in that place that we start to discover our true salvation. It's, start to, it's there that we discover our full relationship with Father God. Because unless we stop and rest in him, unless my kids come and sit on my lap and spend time with me or I spend time with them, unless we do that, they'll never discover all of me. Yeah, And it's the same with Father God. Unless we stop with him, as in rest with him, we'll never discover all that he is. All it will ever be is words in a book that are so lovely and so holy, but are dead because we've never brought it to life. And the written word that's been inspired is supposed to be the living word. And if it's not the living word, then the Bible's worthless. It really is just words on a piece of paper that's been printed somewhere and somebody's making money. Yeah? It needs to be alive. Absolutely needs to be alive. So... With that being said, <laughs> let's see where we can go. Because if, if we can get this, if dads can get this, we'll be different people. Yeah. If we can get this, we'll be different people. Yeah. Because rest just doesn't happen. Who knows that? Yeah. Rest just doesn't happen. Yeah. And I guarantee you, regardless of whether you've been a Christian for five minutes or whether some of you have been in, in the room have been a Christian your entire life, there are still people in this place today, me included, that struggle with resting in God. 
I know the theology. I particularly know the theology. I've been to Bible college, seminary. I've done additional study. I'm still doing all of that stuff. I know it. But to actually stop, and that's not doing nothing, but to actually rest in him, yeah, so many of us don't. And so we have this portion of God that's really lovely and flavoursome, but we're missing out you know, on all the other flavours of God, if that makes any sense. There's a quote by Bill Johnson, and he says, Faith doesn't come through striving, it comes from rest. Yeah. Yeah? Faith doesn't come through striving, it comes from rest. And as men of God, for the fathers that I'm speaking to, we need to discover, Leif Hetland puts it this way, the hard work of rest. Because when we rest, it works really hard. Yeah? That's what he means. When he says the hard work of rest, it's hard for us to rest. But when we're resting, rest actually works really, really hard. And it's in that rest that we become all that Papa has destined us to be. So if we, if we can rest, then we can be the fathers that our children need. Or mothers. Or mentors. Or coaches. Whatever you like. Yeah? If we can actually... Rest, we can be the, the husbands that we're supposed to be for our spouses, yeah? If we can actually rest, we can be the men that the world needs, yeah? yeah? And often, as soon as you say man or men, people get this picture, you know, you think camouflage gear, you know, sort of an auto, semi-automatic rifle, you know, a shovel to, to dig up or bury the bodies that you've killed, Fishing rods, four-wheel drives, you know. That, when, when I hear men, that's what I think, yeah? It's not necessarily the picture that God has for us, yeah? There is a strength that comes from being masculine, yeah? Just in the same way that you can't be fully male unless you fully embrace the feminine side of you because male and female, God created us. Yeah, but that's another story. I'm not going there today. Anyway, if we can understand this rest, we can actually be ambassadors in every area of our lives. And so I want us to discover this truth. I want us to rediscover this truth. I want some of us that are so stubborn in our faith that think that we're okay to make a change that's actually going to amount to something instead of just thinking that we're okay the way that we are. Because there's always more. If God... If God has no beginning and no end, we cannot fathom how much of God we can contain or experience. So the minute any of us say, I'm okay, there is such pride in that. And what does the Bible say is that, yeah, pride comes before the fall. We cannot understand fully all of who we can experience and encounter because he's bigger than what we will ever imagine. Yeah, full stop. Our minds won't dream it, won't think it, won't even step into the realms of how wonderful he is because that's how big he is. So to utter the words, we're okay, means that we are so disillusioned. Yeah? I don't mean that in any degrading way, but come on. Some of us, particularly on this Father's Day, we just got to snap out of our apathy and realise there's something more. It's not about what we don't have, it's about what we could have because of what Father wants to give us. Yeah? If Samuel and Nathan understood, it's not what they don't have, it's what they could have because of what the ability and what I have the ability to give them, then they would live in contentment and, and be happy. We have to come to that place in our faith. And the beauty about our relationship with God 
is that we go from one level of glory to the next. The Bible says that. In 2 Corinthians 3, 16 to 18, it says, But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplating the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. It's just saying that we go from here to here. We go from here to here. We go from here to here. He's God. We constantly and always grow in him and experience more of him. It's from one level of glory to the next. God's glory never ends. So our journey and being transformed never ends. One level of glory to the next. And, and, and this isn't even in my notes, but just... Just so you can have a look, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Most people read that and think it's when you come to Jesus, the minute you come to Jesus, the veil is taken away. But it's more than that, because a couple of weeks ago I was saying that when we come to the Lord, you can't have a relationship with him unless you're in conversation with him. Yeah, And, and conversation is that, is that Latin word conversari. Yeah? And conversari or shared means a turning to a turning to, a face-to-face together. So you can't have a relationship with God until you're prepared to turn to him and have a face-to-face together. That's a true conversation. And hear this scripture when it says, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, this is a constant practice for your whole life. Whenever you turn to him, whenever you stop and have conversation with him, whenever you stop and have a conversari, a turn to, a face-to-face together, yeah, the veil is taken away. It doesn't happen once and for all. It happens as you journey with him, as you build your relationship with him, as you turn to him, as you have a conversation with him. Yeah? Conversation's two-way. Just remember that too. So that scripture's just saying we go from one glory, one, one position of glory to the next. And right through the scriptures, we have a look at Habakkuk, we look at Moses, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And they always position themselves to hear and talk to God. They were always coming to a place where they were positioning themselves so that they could hear from them. And when we do that, we're actually, in the same way, we're transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. Yeah, When we stop to have conversation. So dads, I think there's something in that for us to remember with our own children and our families and our friends that sometimes we need to stop and have a conversation. But I don't want to tell you how to suck eggs and I don't want to tell you how to live your life because I think you'll find shortly when I get there that it's God who wants to instruct you. It's Father who wants to give you the steps to take. I won't give, I'll, you'll never, for those of you that are our visitors here, our guests, welcome. You'll never hear from me a three or four point sermon on how to live a better Christian life. I'm not going to do that. I will tell you how to have a better relationship with the Lord because in discovering that and in digging that out and in plumbing the depths of that, God will actually tell you how to live a better life. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28, verses 28 to 31 says this. This is what we need to catch, all of us here today, that it's not by trying, it's not by striving, it's not doing more for him, because God's ways aren't, aren't our ways. This is all about rest. 
resting in him. So have you never heard, have you never understood, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. That verse there sounds like life. Who's ever felt exhausted? Come on. Like, I've had a week off. And man, this morning I got up, it was 7 o'clock, it was really funny. And because we had that small barbecue out the back, and thank you to Kristen who, who organised that. But I got up because I thought I, I need to get up, get ready, shower, do all of that stuff, make myself look beautiful, do my hair, put my makeup on, and then I want to go over my sermon, and then I want to get there in time to have some bacon and eggs while they're hot. Anyway, I got out of bed at 7, and my son Samuel's walking half naked through the hallway. He's already up. And he goes, Dad, you don't have to get up yet. You can go back to bed. You can sleep for another half an hour. We're not doing the Father's Day thing yet. <laughs> really? But I want to do it now. Anyway, the point of all of that story was to say that when I woke up, I was still stuffed. I was still exhausted. I was just tired. I've had a whole week off and I'm tired. In fact... The other day, Mel and I went to a, a cafe in Malmesbury to have the worst coffee. Robin, it was a terrible coffee. I'm a, two of the worst coffees I've ever had in my life. Anyway, the food was lovely. So we went to this Motorhead cafe, and as we jumped into the car to go home, I said to Mel, I go, Mel, do you mind if you drive? She goes, are you tired? I go, yep. She goes, but you, like you're holidaying. You're resting. I go, I know. You know, like, I'm still resting. I'm still tired. Look, I felt it on the way there. So I, I, I think all of us go through moments where we're just exhausted. My son's an easy one to tell when he's exhausted because he gets really whiny. He's, all of a sudden, he becomes hungry. It's too hard to get changed. I can't brush my teeth because the world's going to end. If I don't eat now, the fridge will explode. Like, I, I just can't do it. I, <laughs> You get the picture, yeah? We, we sometimes, even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. I think that's us trying to make life work full stop. But verse 31 says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on, high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. But those who trust. So what's trust? What's the trust? For me, the trust is what we looked at a few weeks ago when I was saying the trust is the trust of coming before God, being still, yeah, and letting go of your grip of everything in life, yeah, that makes you weak. Letting go of that grip. Because when you let go, you can't let go of the stuff that's in your life unless you trust Him, yeah? So when it's saying those that trust in the Lord will find, their new, and will find new strength, it's saying those who come before me and be still and let go of the grip of the stuff on their life and trust me to fulfill that stuff, it's those people that will find new strength. So for the dads yeah, that are struggling every day because we go out and we work and we don't help enough around the home and we cook occasionally and we're always complaining because food's got not enough salt or pepper and our kids aren't putting the toothbrushes back where they're supposed to. Anyone else got kids like that? Like squeeze from the middle and not like instead of like, wow, someone has to counsel me. Anyway, right, for, for us, yeah, for us, I've got to be able to let go of those things so in that place I trust him. And as I trust him with that stuff, it says I will find new strength. 
I will find new strength. They will soar high in wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's why it says in Isaiah 30, 15, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, in repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Yeah? It's because it's there. It, it, it actually, it's telling us how to be dads, mums, parents, people. This is the place that we get to know Father. Yeah? This is the place that as dads, we learn how to father. Because we let go of our grip on stuff and we really trust him. And then we find that we're strengthened. This is where we find the strength to do all that we've been called to do. You want to be the best dad, the best mum, the best spiritual coach, the best grandfather, spiritual father? Rest. 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 Our upgrade from glory to glory, this is a promise of God. Our upgrade from glory to glory happens in rest. Doesn't happen in striving, doesn't happen in doing. Doesn't, mean, doesn't matter how successful a church is that you run or your business or your workplace or your studies. Doesn't happen there. They're good things. Happens in rest. It happens in rest because the hard work happens in rest and we've got to discover the hard work of rest. See, waiting on the Lord and resting in his presence gives us strength. In fact, I'd go a step further. <laughs> rest is our weapon of warfare. Yeah? Rest is our weapon of warfare. That means sometimes when you go before the Lord to pray, Ross, when you preached a couple of weeks ago, you said it beautifully. Sometimes we come with our list of things that we want to pray for. Sometimes we go into our prayer time striving. Yeah? We've got to pray for this stuff, all the things that we've got on this list. We've got to pray for that couple and this couple and that. And, this, but, 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 but. and we go into our prayer time striving and wondering why we go in cold and come out cold. Sometimes we need to step into those and just rest and let go of our grip of. yeah. Because when we're always talking, we're striving. Sometimes we just need to listen. That's why it says in Matthew 11, 28, 30, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now, I love this verse. Take my yoke upon you. So for me, that first verse is, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Okay, hey, I'm Jesus. I'm dying on a cross. If you accept me, welcome home. First one. Verse two, now that you're part of the family, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. Serious. Twice. He promises us rest. If we come to him, he'll give us rest. And then if we take his yoke upon us, if we allow his plan for our lives and learn from him, we'll find rest for our souls. For those of us that struggle day in and day out, I want to give you, I actually want to give them money for that. But I don't have a small enough note in my pocket. Anyway. Because if I was to offer them what I've got in my pocket, you'd both take it. <laughs> I love the result 
of both of those promises, that it's rest. It's not, you've got to catch this, particularly, let's say dads, because it's Father's Day. It's not power, yeah? It's not authority, yeah? It's not glory, it's not muscle, <laughs> it's not riches, it's not fame, it's not even destiny. It's rest. He says, if you come to me, I'll give you rest. Now that you've come to me, learn from, f- learn from me and you'll find rest. It's rest because all the hard work is done in rest. All the hard work is done in rest. Rest is our weapon of warfare. Yeah? You know, I, I think one of the Lord's primary goals for our life is that we would be a people of rest. And once we rest in him, then rest is the weapon that he'll use powerfully against the enemy that comes against us yeah Yeah? like when stuff's happening in our lives we can go before him and we can pray and that's good and we can beseech him and we can be like the widow before the judge constantly before him but there are just some times where we need to rest and let go of our grip yeah and allow him to take it because as we give it to him and truly trust him dads listen there you'll find new strength there you'll find new strength We need to learn that we've got a Heavenly Father that's waiting. And that's why I loved your picture, Faith. We've got a Heavenly Father that's waiting for us to rest in Him. Yeah, That picture of the throne and Jesus sitting there was just ideal because it's just what I think God's wanting to say. I I actually went to... Anyone else like Pitch Perfect? I, I like all Pitch Perfect movies, those movies, yeah? It's the child in me. But there's a part... Where, where the treblemakers, the all-male band, are singing a song and there's this guy who's rapping away that Samuel could probably do and I can't. But he, he, gets, he gets to the front of the stage and, and the words, you know, the, it's like a, a boy calling out to a girl, but just go with me for a minute. He, he's leaning forward with his mic and he's tapping his leg and he goes, come, come right here, sit right here, don't be shy, Yeah. Now, I know he's calling out to a girl because he's a guy, but as Faith had the picture of Jesus on the throne and we were singing, Hallelujah, come. What the picture for me was Jesus, come on. Come and sit right here. Don't be shy. Come and sit right here. Don't be shy. But so many of us stop before the throne and we're saying, Lord, we need your help. We need this and we need that and we need you to intervene and, and this is happening in my life. And he's there going, come on, come right here. Sit right here. Don't be shy because the hard work is done in rest. Dad's the hard work with your children and with your families. Mum's the hard work is done in rest. It's done in rest. Heidi Baker says all fruitfulness flows out of intimacy with God. All fruitfulness So in taking time to rest in him, in letting go of our grip, we actually become a people of confidence, of resolution, of vision. And that's where our authority comes from. It comes from that place of rest. Now, I have to be honest. For someone that's done all the theological studies that I've done, I don't know how it works, but I know how it works. Yeah? I don't get it because it makes no sense. Because in the world, if we want something, we've got to do it. We've, we've got to act on it. We've got to make it happen. But 
In God's economy, it's not like that. His ways and his thoughts, they're not our thoughts, they're not our ways. That's not how it works for him. The more I try to make it happen in, in, in the spiritual realm, in God's economy, the more I stuff it up. But the more I stop and rest, the more I actually give it to him and trust him, the more strength I have to do what he gives me to do. And it actually all pans out. I don't know how it works, but I just know that that works. Does it make any sense? Like I remember going through maths at school. I never had to understand why a particular formula worked. I just needed to know the formula. Does it make any sense? I didn't care because if I knew the formula, I would pass. And I would pass with high marks. I don't care why it works. He just gives me the right answer. Yeah? With God, sometimes we're so busy trying to work out how it works, yeah, that we actually don't ever allow it just to work. Yeah? Just to allow it to produce the answer it's supposed to produce. Yeah? Absolutely. Think about it. Moses positioned himself before God. He took himself outside of the camp so he could have a conversation. And why did he do that? Why did he have to turn to? Why did he have to have a face-to-face together? Because he was leading the children of Israel. And he didn't know what to do next. He didn't know how to do it, how to lead them, how to get them in unity. He had no flipping idea. So, hey, I'll go before Father God. I will have a conversation. I'll have a conversari. I'm going to turn to him face to face together. I'm going to rest and let go. God, I can't do this. And God's answer is our answer. Yeah? Exodus 33, 14. The Lord replied to Moses. Yeah? The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you Man, God, you know, like constantly, this rest bit. I like being active. When I'm not active, I start dozing off. Like I want to keep busy. But he constantly over and over, come to me, I'll give you rest. Now learn from me and your soul will find rest. And trust me and uh, hello, I'm going to give you some more rest. Really? Man, I don't know how it works. It just works, yeah? It just works. Here's the example of, of how we live in rest. Because if we can understand, if God wants to give us rest, 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 then there's some stuff that we need to shift and move in our lives or at least contemplate, consider, yeah? For me, I love sitting in, in Father's arms. I love it. I don't always get to that place because I don't commit my time to it, yeah, as I should. But there are moments where I encounter and experience God where I think, man, what a... You idiot. You should have been like, hello. Why, haven't, why didn't you, etc. You know, like you ever have those moments? Luke 10, 38 to 42 says this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that he that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by herself? Tell her to help me. (coughs) Sorry, excuse me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. If we're to find our new strength, mums, dads, fathers, if we're to find our new strength in rest, 
it takes a decision one but it also requires courage because I don't know if you saw what the first thing that Mary did in this passage first thing she did she positioned herself at the feet of Jesus but the scripture says yeah says she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening yeah listening sometimes the hard work of rest requires that you and I shut up <laughs> yeah requires that we be quiet requires that we stop talking requires that we stop demanding it requires that we stop bringing all all our petitions before him sometimes the hard work of rest is simply sitting in his presence listening yeah just listening just listening so she got ready for a conversation so she turned to him and then she just listened and the truth is in the noise of today's world that has got to be one of our biggest challenges to really listen you know melanie my wife challenges me on that all the time because i people say that men can't multitask but i can i can drive and text i can listen i can listen and i can listen and facebook i can do all those things i can do more than one thing at a time i can use my left foot on my um on my clutch while i use the right foot on my brake or i can use the left foot on my brake while I use the right foot on my accelerator. All the things you're not supposed to do, I've taught myself to do because I want to multitask. Oh, I know. The truth is, there's always enough noise, there's enough buzz, there's enough rings that are going to distract us. There's enough have-tos that are relentless in life. You know, I've got to do this, I have to do this, I, I, I just have to quickly do this, I have to, hey, boys, can you get off the game? Oh, I just have to, Mel, can you do this? I just have to, honey, can you take out the bin? I just have to, you know, there's always something that's vying for our attention all the time. And when it comes to resting in God, there's have-tos that are just, they just pound us over and over and over and over. They're like a constant drip 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 they're a drain on our souls really because they leave us parched but when mary turned her eyes to jesus everything else faded now i don't know about you but i often come to god this is me being totally honest and transparent i come to god with one eye closed on him and one eye on my phone in case i get an email or a facebook update you know anybody else just me yeah because i'm carnal and you're all holy thank you yeah but i find myself distracted or I'm, I'm, I set time with the Lord and as I'm there, I'm thinking about what has to be done when I leave here to go to work or take the kids to school or pick up the schools and the drum lessons and footy training and I'm thinking about all of that and I'm just distracted. And my mind is anywhere but where it should be and that's just like Mary listening. Yeah. Listening involves drawing close to him. You know the whole... Sit right here, don't be shy. Come on. Listening involves an intentional shutting out of distractions just so we can hold our thoughts and our hearts captive. You know, yesterday morning, um, we were in bed. I should finish that sentence quickly. Um, sorry, I'm just thinking. And I, I paused at the wrong time. <laughs> we were listening to worship while we were in bed. And well, more so, Mel was listening to worship while she was in bed. And so I made um, a, a couple of cups of tea 
Yes, I did. I did it again. I fell off. It's really really hard being a coffee snob. We set ourselves so high and occasionally we fall. And so I, I had a cup of tea with some honey. Funnily enough, I put it on my bedside table and then what happened next, I didn't drink it. Look, I just completely forgot it was there. I, I think that was a Holy Spirit moment. Anyway, um, Mel, Mel's in bed and she's just praying and she's worshipping and we've got a little Google thing and you just say, hey, Google, play this and it just plays a song that you choose through one of the online accounts, you know, and she's worshipping away. And, and I'm seriously, I'm, I'm looking through some news, looking through emails, I'm looking through Facebook, I'm looking through a ton of stuff, just listening to the music in the background. And just for a single second, a song came on, just a melody, and I thought, I'll just stop. I'm just going to listen to that just for a second. And I was still holding my phone at the time, yeah? And as I shut out that particular distraction, he completely, un- completely undid me in a moment. Just a moment of rest. Um, it was like I was totally in his presence. And the words of the song were, were playing and it asked Mel, so I picked up the phone and I kept going back to the start of the song, the start of the song, the start of the song, the start of the song. I think I did it three or four times. And it, and it was a song that we know, it's Oh Praise the Name, but the lyrics was, I cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me. And I just started bawling just weeping you know and i was just with him and then the words kept going i see his wounds his hands his feet my savior on that cursed tree and it's this particular um, verse that always gets me i was already gone but his body bound and drenched in tears they laid him down in joseph's tomb the entrance sealed by heavy stone Messiah, my Messiah still, yet all alone. And I, I was just reminded of my message that just to rest and listen, rest and listen. Don't have to talk, just rest and listen. And those words, they just ministered and ministered and ministered to my soul. You know? Wow, it was... <laughs> it was really funny because I, 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 was, I was a mess yesterday. And our dog, that make-believe dog, because dogs, Danny posted something on Facebook about the character of a dog, which is really cool. But it's like they know when something's not, not right. And she climbed up on my chest like she wanted to lick away the tears. And Melanie goes, Coco, Coco. And I'm like, you stupid dog, get away. I'm with Jesus. You know, like, <laughs> well, like Hannah, like, Holy Spirit, come back. It's not the dog's fault. No, no, dude. I even said to Mel, because we had, um, we had uh, Henry sleeping over and the boys were already up and they were in the, the front lounge room. And uh, I said, Mel, you should go and fix their breakfast. She goes, no, 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 you should go and fix their breakfast. You should go see what they want for their breakfast. I, that encounter with God in that moment of stillness was so real that I just wanted to sit there on my own. It was like, Coco, get out. Hey, Mel, go fix, fix the breakfast for the boys. Close the door on the way out, please. You know, like, I just wanted to be there. Sometimes we just need to remember to be still, yeah, 
Don't strive with our words. Dads, don't stop striving. Come before the Lord like Moses did because you will get the answers to lead your Israel. You will get the answers for your family. You will get the answers for your children. You'll get the answers for your life. Not in a five-step sermon, but because you're resting in Him. Amen? Listening involves being still enough to hear God whisper. It's having that conversation where we turn to Him face to face. He wants you. Father God wants you. Someone here needs to hear this. He wants you. He wants you. doesn't want your theology. Yeah? He does not want your theology. He doesn't want, him, doesn't want what you already know because you've been a Christian for 95 to 107 years, right? He doesn't want that. He wants you. He wants your heart in that space and place. He wants you. If we want to be great parents, dads, granddads, etc., we need to listen, sit, listen and just sit with our dad. And I, I want to, why don't we stand because... I don't want to keep us here, but I just want, to, I want us to f- finish with this thought. The second thing that Mary did, this is where courage kicks in, yeah? See, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus listening, but she was sitting at the feet of Jesus despite what others thought of her. You've got to hear this. This is for every father, grandfather, mother, grandmother. This is for everyone in the room, yeah? As a woman in Jewish culture, she was not supposed to hang out with them. She was supposed to be in the background. She was supposed to be in the kitchen, yeah? It was Jewish culture. No different to my mum's culture. It was normal for her, while everything else is happening, that she's in the kitchen making sure, doing the Martha thing. And that's okay, yeah? There's nothing wrong with that. But the culture was for her to be there. The culture wasn't for her to be around the rabbi. The culture wasn't for her to sit with the men. So when she chose to sit at the feet of Jesus, she was breaking culture. She was going against the norm of her life. So also she could be with Jesus. And so many of us are so confined because of the norms in our life that we never get to be with Jesus because of what others might think. Maybe the kids can have dinner half an hour later. Maybe something else can shift or change so we can sit at the feet of Jesus and rest because it's there that we will find new strength. Because at the end of the day, rest is our weapon of warfare. Rest isn't stopping. It's not doing anything. It's letting go of our grip as we trust Him, where we discover our strength. It's not fighting. It's not debates. it's, It's not fists. The hard work of rest is now and will always be him and in him. Yeah? yeah? Can I have the keys? Do you mind? Just for the moment? I don't know where I'm going yet. Uh, Guitar. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to call Stevie up to play the tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> Galatians 1.10 says this, Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people. 
but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Listen to these words, yeah? Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Mary didn't care how she looked in front of people. She didn't care. She just wanted to rest at his feet. At that moment in our bed yesterday, I didn't care how I looked. Yeah, I didn't care that I had tears running down my face. I didn't care that I had a cold tea with some skin forming on the top. I didn't care how it looked. I, at that moment, I just wanted to, to stay there. I didn't want anything else. It starts at his feet. You want to be a great dad? It starts at his feet. You want to be a great example, a great grandfather, mother? It starts at his feet. It starts in rest. It starts when you turn to him, when you have a face-to-face together. It doesn't matter what others think. It doesn't matter what their expectations are. Yeah? All that matters is that you rest in his arms. Come right here. Don't be shy. You know? Hallelujah. Come. She looked to Jesus. Maybe today on Father's Day, maybe today is the perfect reminder for all of us. It's in rest. It's in rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Can I just ask everyone in the room, just for a moment, just to close their eyes. So there are two things happening right now. The first thing is Father is calling home those that have walked away or have not built the relationship that they could have, that have distanced themselves for whatever reason or have just never really known Him. He's calling out to you because He wants you to come yeah, and sit and not be shy, to sit on His lap where you can discover His love, where in that place you can just let go of the problems of life and trust Him. And then there are the rest of us that have been struggling in life at times, that feel weary and burdened. And we need the new strength that comes when we rest and trust in Him. In quietness and rest, we will find our strength. Because rest will bring peace for our soul. Not power, not authority, not glory, not even destiny. It brings a peace. So if you're here today and you know your relationship with Jesus isn't right, maybe you've actually never, never asked asked him to go for a walk with you. Maybe you've never said, Lord, I actually want a relationship with you. I want to walk and talk with you. I want to be able to sit and listen. I want to I be in your family. I just don't know how. Maybe you've never asked him to come into your life like that. And I'm going to give you a chance today to do that on this Father's Day because he is our good, good father. And then I'm going to give the rest of us an opportunity for those of us that need to realign ourselves and maybe realise that even in our own religious theological prayer times, that maybe we just need to be silent for a moment and listen. Maybe just in that space we can hear His whisper. 
maybe in that place, he'll give us the answers for our Israel. Then I'm going to give you an opportunity, give us an opportunity to do that. But first, if you need to say, yes, please, Jesus, come into my life. If you've never done that, I'm going to give you the chance. And all I'm going to ask you to do, I don't want to embarrass you. I've asked everyone to close their eyes. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hands just so that I can see it. So that we know that you're starting a journey together. So we know that we can come alongside you and walk with you. So that we can shoulder life's burdens with you. So that together we can be and do family. Yeah. If that's you, just on the count of three, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hands. Just for a moment, just so I, I can see them. So if you know you need to get your life in line with Jesus, one. If you need him to come into your heart, two. If, that's, if I'm speaking to you today, can you just put your hand up, three. Thank you, 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 thank you. I'm going to ask you to, to repeat after me. In fact, I'm going to ask the whole church to repeat after me. See, for those that have put up their hands, can I say this? Today's not a starting point. The reality is that Father God has been chasing you for your entire life. Yeah? And it's just at this moment that you've said, hey, I want to be a part of that. So for those that raise their hands and for those that are in the congregation, let's just say, repeat after me, Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for inviting me into your family. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you want to speak to me. And this day, we turn to you. This day, we start a face-to-face together with you. This day, we invite you into our lives. And we say thank you and amen and amen. And for those of us that are here that know that we need to realign things, one of the words that my wife just had was this. She feels like God keeps saying this, I see you and I know you. I see you and I know you. I see you and I know you. The moments that you're struggling when you've got your head on a pillow, when life's too much, I see you and I know you. It's time to be still. It's time to let go of our grip. It's time to rest and trust in Him where we will discover and find our new strength so again with still eyes closed if that's you if you need that realigning today to rest in the father can i ask you just to raise your hands if you need to realign stuff just so you can rest and trust in him just raise your hands for a moment father you're so good lord it's in this place and space right now that we come before you We thank you for those that are uh, a beginning, a journey that's already begun without them knowing. We thank you for the love that you pour out on us. But Father, I thank you that you would take the time through your word 
God, to show us the hard work of rest. Lord, that if we come to you, we'll find rest. Lord, if we trust in you, Lord, our souls will be at rest. And when we come to you, God, you come with us and you give us more rest. God, may we be a people of rest at Mount Clear. May we be a people that walk in such rest that the lives of those that are around us are dramatically changed forevermore. Father, may we find, Lord, such peace in that rest. Father, I love the word. And here's a thought, church. It says that we will soar like eagles. I heard Leif Hetland say recently, he said, we're not vultures. Stop eating on dead things. We're eagles. And eagles, when they soar, soar so high that the problems of this world can't reach us. Yeah? The problems of this world can't reach us. I, I feel like we should be finishing with a song of some type. Have you got a thought, Ross? Adam, anyone got a thought? Just do one. I want, I, what I want us to do, I know it's Father's Day, I know people have got roasts that are burning and people that are waiting and all that sort of stuff, but just with our Father, we're going to sing a song. We're going to worship Him, and this is our thank you to a Father that's in heaven. Amen? Is that okay?